accomplished this morning already in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, Lord, displaying your Holy Spirit before, before us, Lord Jesus. We just are so excited because you have given us, Kelly as our pastor, Lord, that you are growing her, releasing her, and bringing something fresh of your heart for us as a body, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you release that today in Jesus' name through her. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Ooh. Not sure where to start. Um. I can't say this is going to be a preach, but it's going to be family time, as in we are one family. And I've got to share with you, somehow I've got to put it into words, what God wants me to to share with you. For those of you that are here that are not members of this church, God's Spirit is here. That's what you can be assured of that God's Holy Spirit is here and even those that are sitting here that you don't fully understand maybe you know you haven't been to church a lot you're not used to this atmosphere this is an atmosphere where heaven and earth come together this is an atmosphere where God makes himself real this is an atmosphere where you can be set free from those things that are going on in your mind the terrible things that are happening in your life what you're being challenged with not even understanding why you're alive what is this about God is here and even though you cannot see him, he can see you and he knows you. So his presence is here. For those of you that are a part of the family of God at Woolwich Community Church, a part of the Bride of Christ worldwide, please just be standing in faith that I can give to you what God has given me to give to you. Is that okay? So I I spoke to um, the leadership team on, on Tuesday. So that was the first um, time that we'd met together because um, I've been I've been away for a couple of weeks, um, done a couple of conferences, and and doing these conferences, I went to do these conferences to get more uh, knowledge, more understanding, more revelation, more wisdom for the church. That's what my intention was. Just before I left to go, the Holy Spirit said to me, I know that that's what your intention is. You're going to go away and you want to be um, equipped to go and equip. But my intention, the Father said, is my intention is to have you to myself. And I said, oh. So then he started a little journey a few days before I left, just confirming that, that the Lord wanted me to himself. He said, when you come back, that the church will benefit from a daughter loved. The church will have the overflow of the reality of a child of God that is loved. Because you, you and me, we know that God is love. We hear that all the time. We know that we're supposed to believe that God loves us. But just saying that you're loved is one thing, but knowing that you're loved is a totally different thing. People are brought up in abusive homes and situations all their life and they're told oh, your dad done that to you, but he does love you. Or your mum's like that. She's, a, you know, she's, she, she's grappling with um, abuse and um, abusing uh, steroids, abusing alcohol, but she loves you. So you get a mixed message what, what love really is. But when you know that you're loved, you can be free. And when you're free, when you're free from fear, 
when you're free, you can be who God designed you to be. What would you do? Who would you be now if you just lived without the fears around you? How you looked, what you dressed, what you spoke like in, in meetings. If you just lived in the freedom of a person loved. But some of us, we don't know that we, we are loved. I just want to um, just recap. Just recap on some of the things that you know God has said to us over the last almost two years. And the reason that I want to recap is because this year God said to us, again, we're going where we've never gone before. But do you remember I've been going on about the fire of God? That God said he's releasing the fire of God. And I've been saying to you, I've been saying to the Holy Spirit, what is this fire? What is it? We know we can um, cognitively give an answer what this fire is. But what are you talking about, Holy Spirit? And I encourage us and I exhort us, we must pursue, we must go after. What is the Spirit saying to the church? What is the Spirit saying to you individually? What is this? This is the time of the Spirit. Men and women for centuries have had their hand in building the church. It is time for the Spirit to build his church. It's time for the Spirit to build his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus will build his church. And he will build his church for a company of people that love him. A bride, a company of people that are on a fiery pathway of love for God. In pursuit of God. Over the last two years, you know, when God gave us a heavenly vision through a dream, you've had that dream, you've gone over it, we've been praying about it. God said many things to us from that vision that he gave us. He said, the first thing he said, do you remember what he said about us being a great people? The great people of God. That we are a great people. God also said that we are together. Not one of us would be left out. Not one of us would be left behind. None of this elitist hierarchy. Oh, she's an apostle. She's a prophet. He's, um, he's a teacher. He's a pastor. He's an apostle. And we are just, um, we are the congregation somewhere back here. God said that is changing. The face of the church is changing. There's no more one man band. It's not about that. It's not about the one person. It's about Jesus coming and living in each and every one of us. And us knowing that we are ministers of God in our own rights because we have the Saviour living within us by his spirit. So God made that very, very clear to us. No one is left out. No one is greater than the other one. And those that think they're greater are actually the least. That's what the Bible says. And we say it with words, but we are seeing it demonstrated amongst us. Are we not? We are seeing it demonstrated amongst us that we are all equal. We are all equal. God then spoke to us um, out of that about MOT. MOT. Straight away you hear the word MOT, you think of a car. But God said through revelation, MOT. There is going to be released a ministry of transformation for men of today, men operating together. James 5, 16, that men will come together. They will start coming together, confessing their sins, that they may be healed in their emotions, in their inner, innermost being. We're seeing that starting to happen as you men meet together. No more, oh, let me just be encouraged. Let me just be uh, fired up. God wants transformation. We serve a God that transforms lives, not just, um, just gives us goosebumps for a week and gets us encouraged. How is that going to transform you? How is that going to change you? You need to be transformed from your innermost being. Some of you are sitting here now with childhood issues, with things that have grappled and strangled you for years. But we carry on living. We carry on living and we carry on just 
mouthpiece in the things that we are supposed to be saying, but there's no real transformation. What about transformation? Do we not serve a God that can transform? He doesn't have to do things in, in halves. He doesn't have to do things just a little bit. He does things completely. He's a God that is full of completion. He's full of health. He's full of life. Then God took us through the book of Nehemiah. Do you remember letting us build? He said, build. I want you to build. I want you to build. And we kept saying, what, what are you talking about, God? Build what? And God was saying, I'm building in you. I'm building something in you. That's what God kept saying to us. He is building something in us. And he said to me, Kelly, tell them that the focus is for me to build and for me to come, not for people. I'll say that again. Jesus told us very clearly, the focus should be for me to build inside of my people so that I can come and live, not for people, not for us. I'll say we're going to have a mega church or we're going to get... That's up to God if he wants to do that. But the focus has got to be that you are a house of God. That he wants a house of God, a house of prayer. He wants a house where he can come, where he can live, where he can abide. That's what God wants. But men and women, we've been building the church as though, it's, as though it was a physical building. As though it was a building. We need a building and we need a mega building. And we need this and we need that. God said he wants to build in us so that he can come. God made that clear to us. Do you remember? So he's the master builder. Everyone say, he's the master builder. Then God took us through revelation, through a dream. And I saw, I saw in heaven, I went to a place in heaven in the libraries and God showed me the, the small print, you remember, of the vision of this church. And the only thing that I was allowed to see was the word blended tribes. And we went as a leadership, we was praying, we were seeking God, saying, what, what is that about, Lord? What is this blended tribes about? And then the revelation come that God was going to start bringing people from other ministries and blending the anointings together. <laughs> that God doesn't want us to be separate. We must all come in the unity of one faith, one God, one spirit. And God is starting to do that. And God allowed me to see in that, um, in that small print, the, the word blended tribes. And then what happened? That's what God done. God started doing what he said. He started bringing other ministers that had ministries in their own right because God loves us. God has got a vision already in this church. When we were just upstairs praying, God just reminded us about that, that God has been working decades and decades to build a solid foundation. Then we spoke about the seven R's, expanding, extending the vision. God then spoke to us and said, you'd never gone this way before. Then after saying that to us, that we'd never gone this way before, we spoke on the kingdom. Do you remember that? The kingdom of God the life of Jesus. What did Jesus come for? Jesus come to introduce the world to the Father. That's why Jesus came. And I know the Apostle Paul's wrote two thirds of the New Testament and it is brilliant. But we need to know what did Jesus do when he came as well? What did Jesus do when he came on the earth? Jesus come to introduce us to a loving Father. He came to say, it's about the presence of God. It's about having a Father that loves you. Because the Jewish people at the time, they'd always known God as a, a harsh God. That God's going to wipe out um, families. He's going to wipe out tribes. But God wanted them to know and he wants us to know that he is a loving and he is a kind father. God started to talk to us then about God within us, the Holy Spirit within us. Remember God started talking to us about our spiritual houses? God going into our spiritual houses. That God does not want to share us with other lovers God doesn't want to share us with other things that are not of him. 
He's a jealous God. Who's married here? Put your hand up. Who's married? Do you want to share your husband and wife with some other man or some other woman? Are you okay with that? Yeah? Can some floozy just come in here and take your man? Yeah? Can some pimp come in here and take your woman and you're okay with that? Is that okay? No, because we are jealous. Where do we get that jealousy from? We get it from God. People think that jealousy is just anger and it's just... God is a righteous God. There's righteous jealousy. Why should God share you with the things of this world? Why should God share you with sin? Why should he share you with the things that are killing you? He wants us free. So you remember we went through a period of God cleaning up, cleaning up, looking into our houses, pinpointing to us what is really in you. What is in you? Not what you think is in you, but what is really in you? And and some of us had to get eyeball to eyeball with God. And some of us still haven't done it. But I'm telling you, you can never go further than your last point of obedience. When God starts putting his finger on something in your life, you can skip around it, but you can look back, look, look through Exodus and look at the journey that the people of um, Israel took. It took them 40 years to do an 11-day journey. That tells you something. They just, you just keep going around in circles. When you don't listen to what God is telling you, when you will not, Listen to God when he says, I want you to enter into something new. I want you to enter into your promised land. But you have to make sure these giants are defeated. We have to be a people that listen to God. Then he spoke about the pneuma of God, the breath of God, the pneuma of God, the life breath force of God, that how powerful our words are, that when we speak, we are like God. We're made in God's image. We create. God created the world not by using a hammer and a chisel and getting brick and mortar. God created the world by his mouth, what he said. We are representatives of God. Yeah, we are made in the image of God. Your mouth, what you say, it has an effect on you. In case you hadn't noticed, every single person listening right now, think about your lives. What you've said about your life, you are living in today. We meet today what we spoke yesterday. What you say is powerful. We are prophetic people. We have power in the tongue. There is life and there is death. The power in the tongue is for righteousness, but it's also for evil. So you have to mind what you say. And then God took us to this year. And God said that this is the year where he wants to manifest himself as a God of fire. And we've been, well, that was from January, from January um, the 6th, when that was the first Sunday of the year. And God said, I am releasing myself as fire. And he's been sharing with some of us what that fire is. He shared with me when I was away what that fire is concerning myself. Because he took me on this journey to say, I am going to love you and I'm going to let you know that you're loved. Out of that love, he said it will be like a hose pipe, like a hose pipe. He said, and you will give away this love, you will give away my fiery love over the congregation and it will release you into picking that up yourself, but also it will release you into your destiny. That I have been sent to you to call you up and out into destiny and into identity. That you have been called to do that to others that you're around. God also gave me um, a, a very clear blueprint about where we're going, the way we are going forward. Uh, and that will, start to, that will start to unfold. But when it comes down to the fire, God said to me, the fire that I'm releasing to you, this is what he said to me the first day, the fire that I'm releasing to you will be a fire of revelation of my love. It's a fathering 
fire of love. And that is going to happen in me. It's starting to happen in me. And as I worship God, as I live my life, as I preach, as I teach, as I speak to you, as I give that away to you, you can give it away to others. But it's, there's a duality of it. It isn't just for you. It is for the world. It's for the sphere of influence that you are around. Do you remember that prophetic word that God gave just before I left about society, about us impacting society? And that he was saying to some of the young people here that your friends, I thought this was so beautiful, that God said that their friends will become his friends. I thought, wow, that was so beautiful. And on the way to the airport, Shekinah, my niece Shekinah took me to the airport. And on the way to the airport, she told me that one of her friends phoned her up and just said, I'm just so lost, I need, I need the Lord. And she prayed the sinner's prayer with them for them to become God's friend and guess what God allowed me to hear just before I got on the plane oh wow so God's presence and God's power is what I've always told you to go after I told you that I could not take on the position of being a pastor of this church unless I was allowed to seek God when I needed to seek God and everything that I am who I am as a person who we are as a congregation, it's almost like those two weeks, it just all came together. One of the things that God shared through me to share with you guys was, do you remember I said to you, there's going to be two main words, synergy and converge. They're going to be massive. They are going to be massive. And I knew a bit about synergy, but I didn't know about, I didn't know about converge, this convergence. What are you talking about, Lord? And when I'd got invited to go to um, uh, one of these conferences, I didn't even know what the name of the conference was initially. I just felt the power of God just hit me when I was invited. And it hit me so tremendously. I was in my sitting room and I was just undone. And I was like, what is happening here, Lord? What is happening? And when I looked down at the name of the, uh, the conference, it was called Converge. And so going there, God has caused a convergence to happen in my life. It's caused a convergence to happen that I know even though I thought I knew before why I'm alive, because you know that I'm a big mouth and I tell you that I know I'm alive to bring revelation of Jesus. Um, and people may think that that's too bold or they can think what they like. I know why I'm living. I know why I've breath in my body to bring revelation of the Son of God. And God wants a company of people that live the same way that you are alive to bring glory to God. While you're doing that, yeah, you can have your families, you can do life, you've got your jobs, you've got your children. But when all is said and done, we will give account for our life before the living one, the one who is alive, the one who died and was raised from the dead, the one who sets people free, whose blood is still speaking. It's still about the cross. It is still about the cross. While I was away... Just on my phone, just on my phone, I have recorded 20 prophetic words of people just coming, just coming up to me. That's the ones that I had recorded. And in that time, God just kept confirming, he kept affirming, and he kept talking to me about myself. He kept talking to me about you guys, about the vision here, and he kept talking to me about me. So I went to leadership and I, I didn't know how to... Um, put it all into words really I really didn't so I said what I could and they they just encouraged me to share this almost the same what I shared with them to share it with you guys um, I shared with them some of the prophecies do you want to hear some of them I've got some of them and as I said these prophecies are about myself but they're also about you 
you guys, the vision that God has given us. So these people that prophesied, I'd never met them before, they'd never met me before. There's, there's thousands of people in Bethel in California. There's thousands of people there. So I'm just walking along, doing my own thing, sitting, eating lunch. Or I went into a couple of like prayer teams, um, went up to get prayed for. So these words that God decided to give to me was as a result of that. They weren't people that I knew. One, one, one lady, I, just, I sat down and I, I was um, just, just um, I was going to say having coffee then, but you, you'd think, you know, she don't drink coffee. I was sitting down drinking water, I think it was. And someone came along and she just looked at me and then she just started, no, she just looked at me and she said, you're, you're a warrior. And I said, yeah, I am a warrior. And she said, you, 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 yeah. And she said, yeah, you're, you're a warrior. And I can see this and that. And then I said to her, straight away, I kind of stopped her because I could see that the father wanted to say something to her. So I said to her about the love of God and it just opened up something to her. Then she started to prophesy about the teams and, and God and us. And so um, I had my phone. I went, it, it's, it would be silly to be in a place like that and not have your phone ready because... So, so the Lord spoke to me very, very clearly through um, a few different people. And as I said, I've recorded, I've recorded 20, um, but that's the only ones that I recorded. Others I wrote down on my new journal. Okay, I've got to turn it off. Okay, so I'm going to let you, um, I'm going to let you listen to a couple of these because they are, it's in connection with us, with us all. And as I as I spent time throughout those two weeks, people just started calling me uh, the fiery one. Never never met these people before in my life. So this one that I'm going to share with you now is um, from a girl, uh, a young woman <coughs> that I went up to a prayer line. Yep, you ready? stages back and forth in front of a bunch of people just kind of on fire just fully blazing back and forth back and forth and I see you dancing a lot yeah and as you're running you're you're setting the crowds on fire like I see like lines shooting down like groups of people yeah I feel yeah this fire that you carry is no joke and I hope you know that like yeah yeah you like you just being who you are not even saying anything like you just carry so much yeah so I just want to honor that in you yeah the Lord I feel like the Lord's just like she's right where she needs to be I'm so excited I've got so many plans for her she's right on track yeah so I just want to want to remind you of that you're right where you need to be you're right where you need to be you shouldn't be anywhere else he's so proud of exactly where you are like you being here every single day just coming to his feet sitting at his feet just hanging out with him he's so proud like he's you're not off 
you're not even a millimeter off. He's just like, this is my daughter. She's right where I'm asking her to be, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So as a daughter, I just want to admire that in you. And, yeah, I just want to thank you because we need people like you. We need good mothers. We need good leaders. So thank you. Yeah. So that was, that was for me, obviously. But this one I'm going to play you now. This was uh, a lady that sat next to me and I told her about the love of God. But this is the lady that God used to talk to me about what I'd already seen in heaven, these books. She saw two books. She saw the Bible and she saw another book which had our vision on, okay? So she is um, Spanish, so you need to listen. So this is about you when she's talking about teams. She's talking about all of us. Yeah, I'm going to play that now. Red 
so that this whole family, this extended family, walk through this Red Sea. And all the enemies are destroyed behind them because your justice goes in front and your glory is behind from my sister, Father. Thank you because you, you will empower her more, because you will give her more uh, weapons with uh, arms. Because she, she, she's your daughter and you want to give her more because she, she has made, she's obedient father and you are so proud of her and you love her so much. The, the next one that I'm going to let you listen to is one that God is saying also about us as a team, about us as a people. But what God has given me for us to carry, it's something that's emerging and it's going to be a new apostolic and prophetic framework of how the new church is going to look, how God's church is going to look. And that's going to start unfolding. I'm going to obviously talk to the leaders. I'm going to... But God is going to give us, Woolwich Community Church, we are called a great people for a reason because we have been found faithful. And there is emerging from within us, God is going to give an apostolic, clear framework of the way forward, of the new emerging church, of what church is supposed to look like, how we are going to be as a people. Hasn't God been talking to us about being ministers, about Ephesians 4, about we thought that the apostle and the prophet and the pastor, and the, we thought that that was just for the people in the church, didn't we? That's only, you can only be those things in the church. But you found out, what did you find out? That you are those things. That Jesus himself gave those gifts to all of us so that we could be a force in this, in this um, age. That we were born for such a time as this. We were born at the right place at the right time. Every single one of us. Otherwise you would have been born in a different century. So this last one that I'm going to let you listen to, even though as I said I've got 20, but these are the ones I'm going to let you listen to. Listen to this clearly.
strong woman of God. Yeah. I bless you. I bless what you're Hallelujah. I don't know which one to use. What one? I'm going to turn this off. Okay, turn that off. That is, that is just a portion of what the Lord was saying. God is going to use each and every one of you. Everyone put your hand on your chest and say these words. I am going to be used mightily of God. The spirit of God that is in me is now going to use me on a different scale. I am being upgraded today in the spirit. I welcome this upgrade because I was born for such a time as this. And no demon in hell, no angel in heaven, and no person is going to stop my destiny because I am a child of God. And I'm set apart for his glory to extend his kingdom in Jesus' name. Can you just can you just raise to your feet, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a lot that God is going to unfold and God is starting to unfold. But I want to encourage you and let you know that we are at the right place at the right time. We are not one millimetre. I know you heard that about me, that I'm not one millimetre off course. That, do you know how that gripped my heart and thrilled my heart out of all of the words that I'm not one millimetre out of course? Because that, that made me think of you guys. That means that we are not one millimetre out of Do you understand? That's, that's for all of us. That we are in the right place at the right time. That God's spirit has been talking to us for a long time and we've been listening to him. And some of it didn't make sense. And I was just telling, I was up front with you. I was saying, I don't even know what it means. I'm just telling you what this is what the spirit is saying. This is what he's showing. And God is showing me this new emerging apostolic framework. And he showed me people like Pastor Tina and um, um, Alison, Pastor Alison. Um, we look at them and we think, okay, they work in a place where they're getting paid for um, being um, chaplains and they are doing what they're doing. And we look and we think, oh, they, they, they're able to do their ministry. But God, is, God gave me them as an example. We are all going to be the same. Not in a way that we are going to get paid and have a title. You're going to carry on doing exactly what you're doing in the jobs that you've got or the job that you haven't got, wherever you are at your, your stage in life, you're going to have a framework, you're going to have anointing, you're going to have release to be who God wants you to be and to affect society, to affect your workplace, to affect business, to affect government, to affect this society. No longer is it, oh, God has called us and we are saved and we're set free and come from amongst them and come out of the world. It's changing. God is saying, go in amongst them. Go back. We've had that season. We've had those decades of come out from amongst them. Many of you that have been saved for years, you'd know what I'm talking about. That we were happy to do that and that was for the season, but the season has changed. God is saying now, how is God's, the knowledge of God's glory going to cover the whole earth? It's going, to, it's going to come through us, us as individuals, where we go, what we do every day. The majority of your time, you are with people. You're not here for two hours, two hours on a Sunday. And it's changing. I heard one minister say that when he first got saved, there was a sign 
As he walked out the door, it said, now you're entering your mission field. On the way out, not on the way in. Our mission field isn't to bless each other. We're already blessed. We're already saved. We're already taken from the river where we were drowning. We've already got the life jacket on, yeah? It's got to stop me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. No more obesity. Blessings. We have to give them away. We have to give away what God has given us. So many other supernatural things happened. Because of time, I'll tell you as the, as the weeks go on and the month, so many supernatural things happened when I was there that blew my mind. And I'm thinking, oh my, it, it, was, it was heaven on earth. And we have to be a people that understand it's about God's presence. Without his presence, just like Moses, I don't want to go anywhere without your presence, Lord. I don't want to go anywhere. With that. I don't even want to go anywhere just with God's promises. You can have God's promise, yeah? You can hold on to God's promise, promise grudgingly. You can hold on to God's promise and not even care about the presence of God because you want the promise manifested because you want the new car or the new house or you want God to sort out this situation or a relational situation and you're holding on to the promise. You don't care about his presence. We have to go after God's presence because in the presence, all things are possible in the presence of God. The presence of God is like the sky. It's about, look, it's not, there's, no, there's no one up there. It's not packed, is it? That's how big and fast God is, or just a, a tiny bit for you to look and see. That's how big God is in your life. God doesn't run out of blessings. He's not running out of things to give you and to, ways of, of sorting things out. So we have to decide, are we going to be, be a people that are going to take on this emerging new thing that God wants to do we have to decide are we going to do that because I can't do it together you just heard that God called in the teams he called in the people that are going to help fulfill his dream and his vision will you do it people are you going to join me are you going to join me and we're going to do this together we're going to follow God wholeheartedly with what he's got in store for us hallelujah father in the name of Jesus father we just thank you we thank you for the more not that we don't acknowledge who you are now, Lord, but there is more available to us. There is more available to us. Hallelujah. If you are here and you are struggling with what is going on in your life, you don't know where to turn. And you think, I want to give God a chance. I've given so many other things in my life a chance and nothing's happening, nothing's working. Things are going worse and worse and worse. I need some help. If you are here and that is you, you need to invite Jesus today in your life. You need Jesus in your life. You've never said, Jesus, come into my life. And you, you Lord, you take my life. You take my life and make something out of it because I'm making a mess of it and I'm depressed or I'm hurt or I'm broken. I don't know what to do with my life anymore. If that is you and you are here, come to the front. Come to the front we're going to pray for you. Don't be embarrassed. Don't think, well, I couldn't do that. Jesus died publicly, openly. He was um, stripped. He was naked. He was beaten because of us, because he wanted a relationship with us. If you are here and you want God in your life, you want to change, or you've fallen away from God and you don't know where to turn, you don't know what else to do, we want to invite you to come back. Come back to God. We want to invite you to come back to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for all of those precious ones that are here. I just release you, I just release your spirit upon every single person that is here, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we want to take time to release your spirit. We want to take time, Father God, to confess and to say, God, we are sorry. We are sorry. Some people just need to repent and say, I'm sorry for the way I've done life, the way I've done church. I'm sorry, Lord God, for the way I've treated others. 
Some people need to repent here. You do your work with God. You do your work with God. You do your repenting. You call out to God. You ask God. You ask the Lord. You ask the Lord what you and him are doing right now. You ask. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.